So I'm going to completely butcher this name, and I apologize, my uh, North American <laughs> lack of uh, awareness of the rest of the world is, is on full display here. The uh, Twitter user who goes by the handle Cephless, S-E-F-L-L-E-S-S, whose name is Francois Laberge, how did I do, um, asked the following. They said, I've been following along with the Hest podcasts. Why not also show the visuals of Hest experiments too? Did you mention somewhere why you aren't showing more videos of the current implementation? I thought that was a really insightful question, and I'm going to use this as the opportunity to kind of zoom out a little bit on how the project is going and kind of talk about what it means for the creative process and 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 why I'm not showing more concrete versions of things and, and rather just using this podcast as a as a way to just talk about things in a more abstract sense. So right now the the most interesting things about Hest are the core concepts. Stuff like uh, visual programming language should have a slow-mo debugging experience where you can actually see and touch data as it flows. That's the stuff that I think is very amenable to discussion on a podcast and as a branching off point for for thoughts about programming in general. When I first started working on Hest, I had that initial idea for it right away that you'd have nodes and wires like a like a traditional nodes and wires visual programming language but in in Hest there'd be actual visible data flowing along those wires with, you know, really explicit control over time. Uh, and then the idea of rewinding came almost immediately after that. And those core ideas are what I've been kind of dancing around in a very stochastic sort of way ever since. And in the time since, I've been doing a lot of thinking about what other ideas might complement those core ideas. Um, and throughout the process, I've also been building prototypes to test out those various complementary ideas. And I've really struggled with this part of the process in a way that is hard to express. Um, there's a phase of the creative process where I'm just freely brainstorming, kind of dreaming of all sorts of different things, big and small. And I try to capture these ideas, but they're really soft and difficult to pin down in a sketch or... Uh, in a write-up or something like that. Um, and as the months go on, I try to collect a bunch of these ideas that really stick with me and put them together in a coherent way, in my mind at least, if not in another form. And then I try to prototype them. And as I'm prototyping, I try to think about how I could actually do the engineering work that's needed to make these ideas practical and performant um, or do the user interface work required to make them usable, or do the aesthetic work required to make them appealing and learnable. And the more time that I live with each of these ideas, the more that that idea is narrowed and hardened, the more that that idea becomes something very specific rather than an open field of possibilities. Uh, but again, uh, and then after living with those ideas um, and hardening them into some kind of a, um, a form that I have more certainty about, 
I run into some sort of a dead end or some sort of rigidity that doesn't fit anymore into the overall vision that I have for Hest, the overall goals that I have and the and the sense of what Hest should be. And so when that happens, as it happens again and again, I always want to try to go back and recover some of that original uncertainty and softness of the idea and try to approach the idea and apply it in a different way and to look for a better form that that idea can take that might not run into the same dead end. But but that's like trying to unbake a cake. Like the idea is already set. So the best I can do is try to tweak that form of the idea as set. Um, and I've gone through this pattern so many times that it's really disheartening. Like I feel like every time I make a new prototype, I'm losing the openness. I'm losing the free possibility. And I have to settle for just one certain version of the ideas that inform that prototype from then on. And so when I show Hest to other people, the problem isn't just that they might pick up on the wrong details, um, like the little quirks or the incomplete bits and the hacks that I have to do to make these, you know, to, that, that make these prototypes that I'm building prototypes rather than products. Um, and I think that that's a really common concern that a lot of folks have. Like I, I think Brett Victor has talked about this and lots of folks have talked about this where when they're trying to pursue a long-term vision for an idea and they're working on their own little sketchy prototypey implementations of that idea, the risk in showing it to other people is that the other people will pick up on the wrong aspects of the idea and then they'll come away with maybe they'll come away with some feeling that like, oh yeah, that's what I should do. You know, we should, like what happened with Khan Academy that led to Brett Victor's learnable programming essay where Khan Academy went and, and tried to make a more learnable programming environment and they cited the work of Brett Victor, but the aspects of Brett's work that they took away were the wrong aspects. They took the, the not not, you know, wrong in an absolute sense, but they took away sort of suboptimal ideas. And Brett was trying to, you know, push programmers broadly and, and people working with computation broadly much further than what the Khan Academy folks ended up taking as a step. So there's that that risk that when you show someone a prototype, they they take away the wrong parts of it. They they maybe they over-index on on some details that aren't really relevant, that were just details that you settled on for the for the sake of actually needing to make some decisions in your prototype rather than seeing the true idea behind it and sort of filling in the gap mentally and understanding where that idea is supposed to take you. So there's that risk. And that's a little bit of my worry about showing has to other people, but the much, much bigger worry that I have and the problem that I've run into whenever I have shown has to people is that it forces me to look very hard at the prototype as it exists and especially to look very hard at the good parts and the details that are that are that are going well and the right sort of form that those details are taking and the things in the in the prototype that are successful so far the harder that i look at those things that are going well um the the more i focus on them 
the more difficult it makes it for me to remember where they came from, uh, sort of in a success hides problems sort of way. And it makes it very hard for me to back away from those details, those, those concrete forms, and get back to the really soft part of the idea space. Um, to go back away from the things that I'm happy with in the prototype and, and get back into uncertainty and to then reach out and explore other possibilities. It's almost like, you know, once the cow paths are sufficiently worn down, it's hard to go back and like set a new course through the forest. Or maybe after the initial, you know, when lightning strikes, there's those little kind of feeler bolts that go down first. And as soon as one of them contacts something on the ground, then the main bolt of lightning travels along that same path or sort of like ants when ants go out and you know they leave their trails and one of them finds food it makes it much easier for all the other ants to go along that same path and so i i have that same thing happen as i'm exploring the space of ideas so i'm being very deliberate to try not to pay too much attention to what I end up doing as, as, you know, as concretions, uh, in these prototypes. And that that's happened so many times now that it's kind of, it's put the fear in me a little bit in that I've, I, I I'm still facing a lot of really big, 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 long-term hard problems that if I'm able to, you know, or if, if someone were to be doing this project other than me, maybe somebody well-funded with, you know, lots of time and attention and resources and, and people to come together and collaborate on it as a group, like they might, um, they might take many of these aspects of the design space that I'm wrestling with and devote, you know, several years to each of them. For instance, this, the, the problems that I'm facing with how to do abstraction, um, and how to deal with coordination and, and whether, you know, the, the, the execution model should have multiple pieces of data in transit at the same time, or whether that is, you know, somehow inherently intractable as a, as a model with any interfaces that are available to us. And instead, you really do need to only have one piece of data in, in transit at a time and then find other ways to work around that. Like the, the more that I think about ideas like the way that I want to do abstraction being that any data point that is being conveyed along, you know, from a distance looks like a little dot, but to see and play with the data inside it, you just zoom in with the camera. And as you get close to that data point, it goes from being an abstract representation as a point in space that contains data to some kind of literal version of that data that you can interact with in a more direct manipulation sort of way. So if it's, you know, some text blob, you zoom in to that data point and inside there is an actual text editor. Or if it's, you know, JSON, you zoom in and it's some kind of, you know, nice tree view with like, maybe if, if it's like a list, it has disclosure triangles, or maybe if it's like an actual, you know, nodes in a tree or something like that, you can reshape those like, like that's kind of my my current thinking for what to do about actually working with data is I want this kind of bimodal interface where at 
the one level zoomed out when you're more concerned with the orchestration of behavior through your program you're just working with data represented abstractly as points but you also have the ability to at any point go in and actually work with the particulars of the data and i of course i i have ideas for how to have both together at the same time because sometimes you want to get very intimate with the data and design some behavior around that and so it's not necessarily like those two ways of working are are meant to be separate it's just that the main mode of working that i've settled on for now is that you can separate those things and that you can you do have the option to sort of abstract over your data and just stuff it into a little point and then move that point around through a flow of function invocations spread out in time and and i've i've spent so much time thinking about that idea and playing with that idea and building prototypes towards that idea that it is so hard for me to go back to where i was you know 2 years ago sprawled out in bed staring at the ceiling trying to think about okay but what do i actually do so that you can work with data in this system that where the data has any degree of complexity um and I had other ideas at that time, and I've lost most of those other ideas because those ideas were very hard to put down on paper or to, you know, just store away in my mind. And so now that I'm facing limitations with this idea of, you know, you zoom in and, and it, that's no moon, it's a, it's a data structure. Now that I've, I've glommed onto that, and I'm running into limitations with that and problems with that, I can't just back up and go, well, let's try one of these other branches. So so as I'm going now, whenever I come up with some new idea, some new direction for something that I want to do, I'm much more careful to not talk about it either here on the podcast or with people privately. I'm very careful about well, <laughs> I would say I'm very careful about prototyping it, but I'm doing very little prototyping these days just because of time constraints, as I've talked about. So I just I find that to be a lesson that I've learned in going through this process is that I've lost many of my best ideas because they seemed a little bit too difficult to do. And so I latched onto something that seemed a little easier to play with, at least at first, and I've spent so much time thinking about the easier thing that the maybe the more fruitful thing has has you know faded into the mist and and so now I know to be much more careful about that. <laughs>